This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Uh, touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern and Rob Phillips. Welcome everybody to today's Talking Cowboys, joined as always by Mickey, Rob, and Brian in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Today we are going to look at the bigger picture of the Dallas Cowboys and how they are going to bounce back from the loss at Denver on Sunday. But first guys, we had an update with Jerry Jones this morning and and Rob, you were reporting that he's saying Skandrick should be ready for Arizona, but we just have to see how he practices. Yeah, that's what his gut says that. Uh, I think for him last week, it was more of a functionality issue coming off the surgery, the stitches and all that, being able to use his hand. Uh, and so if he's got a good week of practice, he should be ready to go. And that would be a great sign, obviously, for a secondary that had to rely on a lot of young guys. Great need. Great, <laughs> great need. Great sign, a great need. I, I, there's no question that, you know, he was uh, – we, we've talked about him in the camp and training camp and what all and, and the fact that the captainship now and all. And, you know, I, I again, the way our offices are situated for everybody at home, you, you can turn around and watch him work out. I mean, he was out there with the trainers and stuff trying to get his conditioning in. And, you know, he, he wants to get back on the field. He knows how important it is to be out there. So, you know, good for him if uh, – if, in fact, he can uh, pad it up and go, that's what they need. He had the surgery a week ago Monday. Yes. He told me they told him 10 days for the stitches to come out. Yeah. So math. help seven, me with a little math here. Eight would be today. Seven would be Sunday, right? Right. Eight would seven be. would be Sunday. Eight, nine, ten, ten would be. I got 13 so by time over they, here. So yeah. by the time they go back to practice, the yep. stitches should be out if all went well. And as Rob said, the biggest concern was busting the uh, busting up where the incision is. Right. You don't want to get an infection. So they can wrap that sucker up, throw a little spit on it. Let's go. There you go. Because like he it. showed us in the locker room. He's got use of his fingers. Right. So now it, I don't know if it hurts when you hit it. But yeah. You know. Every time you tackle, that's not going to be any fun. Ooh, suck it up. Yikes. Yeah. And I'm sure he did not travel to Denver this past weekend. So I'm sure he was watching that game. Not happy. No. Not happy. No, and, you know, that's – they. Uh, heck, they had uh, – you know, you, you see a bunch of your, your teammates falling out. They lose a Wouzier. They lose Carroll. You know, he's thinking, heck, if I could have got it, man, maybe he would make a little difference. But it, that, that was a pretty overall Jerry, butt kick. Anytime, say. anytime you've got a rookie safety lining up against Emmanuel Sanders' yeah. slot, that's you know what, not though, a good thing. But he you didn't know what? play he bad. Didn't no, no, he, bad. He, he, he didn't he did, play bad. It's just not ideal. I know. Did you watch that? But I didn't see him give up. Yeah. Much. Now, I don't know if they were zoning behind him he or had, what. He, he had Sanders a couple of times, and, man, I wrote about that yesterday because I was watching him, and I'm going, I'm going, man, you know, this is not a throwaway deal where you're saying – Oh, man, he was a liability. I, I think this is one of those things where maybe going forward, you kind of get him ready to do some things. Oh, my. We got a big crowd coming through today. They you can't you see do, You do terrible radio. Raise, you, raise your hand. Hi, everybody. See, they waved back. Hey, thank you. Hey. Thank you for being here today. Almost all females. Too. Terrible radio, Mickey, when you describe something that nobody can see. Well, maybe you Kent know can better get a camera this. from here to show up. Like you maybe watching TV yesterday. Like Kent doesn't have enough things to already do. Oh, that's yeah. his job. Back to Skandrick, your guy. Your <laughs> so so um, Jerry's also, he gave a little hope for a Wouzier. 
I don't know about that. I don't. It'll help. And, oh, then, and of course, Awuzie was the hamstring for everyone listening. And then with uh, Nolan Carroll with the concussion protocol, my thinking is if, if that happened twice in one game, I well, it, it didn't happen twice, or he wouldn't have been back on. The well, floor. he got cleared, but he did get dinged again somewhat, right? The first time just depends on how the, the tests go. He did get cleared. You're absolutely right. That you're right. I mean, let's, that, let's, 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 because you wouldn't no. have got to go back. That's out. what I'm saying, though. They don't put players on the field unless they're, unless right. they feel they're healthy. And there's let's, an independent, yeah, there's an independent exactly. evaluator. Let's make out sure we, we note that. Yeah, but, that's absolutely. But, but it did happen again. And so I don't know that he's going to get back. He took time. some big hits. He took some big hits in that game, to say the least. And so he they, need, yeah, needed help off the field, which is not a good sign. Obviously, he got his bell rung pretty good. Yeah, so you know we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, if they can get Skandrick back, that's that's huge. That is huge. Now, we have to address this because I think he got a little bit misconstrued yesterday. Garrett spoke yesterday afternoon talking about Dak's ankle. So if you could clear that up for everyone there. A little freaked out, of course. I don't think there's anything to be worried there with Jerry saying that he's good to go for Monday. But can you clear up what they were we're talking about with Dak's ankle injury. Well, it looked bad when it was, I think it was the last play of the first quarter and man, just a awkward way that he, he, the, the leg bent. almost horse collared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looked like it might've been both ankles because he had both of them taped on the sideline immediately afterwards. I didn't really see any effects during the game. And after the game, he seemed to be moving around fine. That's what Jason said about him after the game and Monday morning. So that's a good sign. I think Jerry was just pointing out he he should be good to go. Um, it obviously hurt, and uh, I think that was factored in a lot of what Jason said yesterday, which was a lot of praise for the way Dak stepped up and 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 competed despite some struggles. Yes, I do want to get into that. Garrett did have good praise for the quarterback number one. Kent Garrison has a little clip from that. Well, if you get a chance, go back and watch the tape of number four. Number four is a special player. It uh, was not an easy game for him. Uh, got knocked around a little bit, got banged up early. And uh, talk about a guy who battles. Talk about a guy who fights. Talk about a guy who leads the team under adversity, under, under duress. Uh, uh, it was special. And uh, you know, I, I reflect back on the best quarterbacks I've been around. And uh, oftentimes, the games that I remember most are the ones that uh, the, the situations are the most challenging. And you see how they respond, how they respond to a turnover, how they respond to guys hitting them in the face over and over and over again. You've heard me say this before. My old man says, you know, you can hit him in the face with a shovel and he keeps coming back. And, uh, and that's what Dak Prescott, again, demonstrated yesterday. So uh, I have no real concern about him responding the right way. Uh, uh, certainly Zeke had a couple of those plays that we talked about already. We have to address those with him. But, again, he's a natural competitor. He loves to play. He plays the game the right way. We'll get him right going forward. Okay, so two things there, obviously, Zeke and Dak, but let's get to Dak first. Hit him in the shovel. Would you ever do that, Mickey? You ever been hit in the face with a shovel, Mickey? I've never been hit in the face with a shovel. I've been hit in the face with other things that felt like a shovel. Uh, Did I see him out there running yesterday? Was he? Yes, I I, I saw him on the field. Are you talking about out here? Yes, I saw Dak. That was him. I thought, so he was running, so... Yeah, no issue with the ankle. No. No issue, but also you're talking about him being here on a Monday, a, a day off, if you would, quotations. Obviously, a lot of these guys come in, work, watch film, but that just shows you the guy's back to work. Well, That's normal right. routine on Monday, they come in and get a run in, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I, I think to me or that – try to. Yeah, this it's is – funky the, week. This is – yes, you got the extra day, and so, you know, that's – but these players get into routines. You know, they don't want to – 
they don't want to deviate from what they've done. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's now, this will be three, uh, week three for him. So he's just going to continue to maintain uh, what he's able to do to, to get ready for every, every game that he plays. That's the highest compliment I've heard Jason give him in two years now. You think a special player? I don't. I don't think I've I've heard Jason give him that much praise. I mean, talk, he's he's praised him for being ready on and off the field, um, but he really came to the to the defense of his quarterback yesterday because you know the numbers weren't pretty, but Jason's watched Troy Aikman uh, compete in situations where the Cowboys struggled. He's watched Romo do it, and to, to Garrett, who's played the position, that's kind of the true measure of the position. Yeah, but didn't there some? But there was. People thought there was a call out there. They misinterpreted what yeah. people don't listen. Oh, you think it was in reaction? Yes, I th it absolutely, absolutely was. was. You don't reaction, think the yeah. head coach is aware? Yeah, there was there was uh, there was a lot of speculation that that Garrett, in fact, had called out, called him out in his post game remarks, and uh, you know he it it, uh, it uh, escalated through a lot of different national mediums that that hey you know why would why would Garrett do this? Social it did get Garrett yeah. Hey, on the other hand of social media, though, this morning, you know, you still have to move on. I have a job to do, Mickey. And so I shared a picture of Dak Prescott kind of pregame. You don't even see his face. You know it's him. He has his uh, wrist wrapped. It says faith. And I just used kind of a cliche caption saying, when they test your will, tighten your grip. Well, Dak Prescott got that photo, posted it on Instagram, and said never waver. It obviously shows where he writes Faith on his wrist, his mom's message right. to him. That was a tough game. I mean, and he's played some games like that in the SEC when when he is the only thing that you have. And, uh, you know, you, you get beat up. And you, you could tell a lot about a quarterback when you look at their uniform after a game. If there's a bunch of grass stains by the P, the R, and the E on his back, he's you know, it's been, it's been – it's a hard game to play. You know, and, when I went back and watched it, it was – I'm not even sure the first quarter was over. Yeah. And the grass stains were all. Yeah, when they started accumulating, and, and he's, right. he's a physically tough guy. It was a rough day throwing the football. His receivers didn't help him. Uh, you know, the offensive line didn't off help him. Yeah, all there that were a much. lot of things. Yeah. He, and did he make a, a lot of great throws? No, absolutely not. Did he make some tough throws? Yeah, he did. did the, the, the pass to Des Bryant, you know, the one where Bryant dragged his toes, he needed more of those plays. Mm -hmm. He needed somebody else to step up. He didn't need Bryce Butler dropping a ball on him on third and fifteen. He didn't need that. You know, he didn't Jason need. Dropped. Yeah, he didn't need Tyron Smith missing a block on a run and play when they're trying to. You know, he he needs guys. That's what we've talked about with Dak Prescott. When we focus on Dak Prescott, we like to say sophomore slump. No, because you know why? Because we have faith in the guys that are playing around him. And I feel like though that overall. Denver's a really good football team. Don't get me wrong. We talked about them all last week and what they can do, especially defensively with that. But you got to find a way to win on the outside. You got to find a way to win one on one on the offensive line. And when you have an opportunity to make a play when the quarterback's under duress, you got to find a way to help him out. So to and get, that didn't happen enough. So get back to where we started on this when Jason Garrett was asked about the running game and them stopping the running game. He said, when teams do that to you, you have to pass your way out of it. Right. He didn't say the quarterback needed to play better. He said, you have to pass your way out of it. In his mind, he was saying our passing game had to step up. In total. They didn't need three right. drops. Right. They didn't need a drop in the end zone. They didn't need a drop to go in – uh, Harris's lap for an interception. Uh, he didn't need 
the quarterback to have to dump the ball off five times to Ezekiel Elliott because there was nowhere else to go with the ball. Yeah. Didn't need his quarterback to run three times because those weren't called run or have two passes batted at the line of scrimmage. Uh, one batted and it falls like two or three yards from Dez. I'm sure he got a target for that. Right. So, oh, you're on the targets again. Oh, yes, absolutely. Target. So I counted up all those plays. Oh, sure. They had 66 plays. I just named 22 of them. Right. Right. 22 right. got messed up somehow, some way that that's not the way the play was supposed to call. Yeah. So by no means was he throwing the quarterback under the bus. But people don't listen. And as Wade Phillips always said, listening is a skill. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree, Mickey. And we thank you guys for listening great. out Thank there. you. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> Hope you got today. that. It's a now. skill, you guys. Thank you. Hey, Mick cleared it up for you. And I like how you brought that up, Brian, about how he's been on teams where he was the only guy. And what yeah. Mickey just said is he can't be the only guy in right. the National Football League. Well, that's what, we, that's what we've kind of based our projections of him, of what kind of quarterback he could oh, be. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked yeah. to Dan Mullen this summer, yeah. and a lot of people were questioning, oh, is – is he really the real deal? Can sure. he maintain the success after such a rookie season? And he said, yeah. If you guys don't remember, his junior season of college was the Heisman hype season right. for him. He obviously took Mississippi State to number one. But his senior season, the team was not as strong. The sure. team. Dan Mullen credits Dak Prescott for being even stronger as an individual. Right. But what Mickey just told you is that he can be strong. But it's really about the team it is for about the team. team success. Yeah, a lot of the criticism Tony got, especially late in his career, stemmed from the fact that he was kind of a one-man show. And there, there wasn't enough help. They were rebuilding the offensive line around him. They were, they were adding new pieces on the offense skill players. And he took the brunt of it because he's the quarterback. And that's, that comes with the dinner. That's part of the job. Uh, but I, Jason did – you know. He defended his quarterback, but I did see Dak continue to fight in those drives late that got him in scoring position twice, scrambling for a fourth down, a manageable situation. It was impressive. It just the stat line didn't show it. No, it, it, the numbers were not great. And, and you know, but that's to, to me just sitting down and watching the game, go back and you take your opportunity to say, okay, what really happened? You know, dissect the thing, do the autopsy, all those things you want to do. You know, he didn't have much help, you know, and he, I said it before, he didn't make a lot of great throws either, but he didn't have much help. And that's, I think that right there was more credit to what the Broncos were able to do than really what the Cowboys' inability to do. And I mentioned two more sacks and seven quarterback hits. Yeah. Kind of hard to play quarterback that way. Well, Absolutely. And I thought Jerry. Stephen Jones passing by, everybody. <laughs> Nate would have ran out and got him hey. out of the way. Uh, we had an interview with him the other day in our pregame. We show. did, we did. Yes, well, nice say sorry, Mickey. Where was I going? I don't know, but well, I know I was. We'll come uh, back. Write it uh, down. Write it down if you think about it. Now the other guy who's hut, getting hut. a lot of criticism on this Cowboys offense, and I want to ask you guys if it's if it's received in a proper way or not. Des Bryant. Des Bryant has been getting a lot of criticism, not yeah. only from fans, but from outside media. Deion Sanders saying that Des needs – he said Des has to come up. D'Angelo mm. Williams called out Des Bryant as Who? well. Deion Sanders, you heard of him? No, you said D'Angelo Williams. He also called him Who's out. Who's that? Well. The running back. Running back. Yeah. Is he playing? <laughs> yeah. Focus on Deion Sanders. Focus okay, on sorry. Deion. Yeah, focus on Deion Sanders. When you're starting to get criticized she, by D'Angelo Williams yeah. – 
It's okay. We're all right. She, Deion Sanders, go ahead. Deion Sanders criticizing Dez, saying that receivers like Antonio Brown and Julio Jones wouldn't get shut down the way that he's been shut down. Of course, he's gone up against high-end corners. Got another one this week. And Janoris Jenkins and Aqib Tlaib. He has another one this week. Right. But if you're one of the best receivers in the National Football League, it's not really an excuse. No, it isn't. And, you know, and, and even in our uh, even in our blueprint stuff that we did on uh, the Xerox blueprint that we did last Friday, Tay, I was, you know, I said, hey, Des Bryant needs you to come up today. He needs you, to, you know, to be that guy. And, and, you know, Mickey talked about it. There, there was, you know, that, that, that drop that he had on – that's his bread and butter play right there. His ability to take that big body and go inside and get the football, that's what he lives for. You know, and I, I felt like, though, that that was one of those – where ball may be a little outside, but I've seen him make that. I've seen him take the hands, flip his hands, and make those plays. So you're going to get shut down, yeah. But but it, if you also look at it, though, I think he's got the second highest number of targets in the league. 25. It, yeah, games. yeah. I think I think there, I, I don't. I forgot who's 20. Somebody's at 28 right now, but he's got 25. But I believe he only has nine receptions. Am I right about that? Yeah, he's uh, nine at 25. And to Mickey, Mickey hates that target thing, but. It's a dumb stuff. Well, there are a couple of those where and you notice but the it, NFL there, there, doesn't but list there's a couple targets. But, but targets, where, though, targets, though, you're tra- it's, the, it's the intent of getting him the football. So if I throw the ball out of bounds over his head because i got to get rid of it no one's open, it's a target. It's a target. It's a target. It is a target. Yeah. And the NFL does not have an official stat. It's right. in the game day stats, okay. right? Yeah. Right. But you don't see it when the stats come out on Tuesday. There's nothing about targets because the guy judging target is the dude in the press box. All right. I didn't mean to fire you up. I know, but I hate that target. Okay. I know you do. Did he get a target? That that ball that got tipped? All right. Keep keep the targets. Excuse me just a second. Keep the targets. Let's eliminate the targets. No, just keep the targets out. Nine receptions in two games is not enough. Yeah. He had seven, though, in that game. Yeah. Okay. He had the drop. I understand that. It was a bad drop. Yeah. Because it went in the guy's lap, he's got to yeah. catch the ball. How about the fourth down play, though? That uh, the fourth, uh, the fourth down, the the jump ball, the jump ball that him that Roby knocked away, knocked out of his hands. Yeah, yeah. It's Des Bryant. Those are Des Bryant plays. Jump I, ball. Yeah, though. I wrote about. No, I'm more See, concerned about the fact that he didn't run a good route in the end zone at the end for the interception. That's that's fair. The, the, that's the fair. quarterback was throwing one thing. Right. And he ran another yeah. thing, and he did it again. Earlier in the game, too. That's fair. By the way, the fade Those route. Those are the ones that bother me the, more see, so. The I, fade route for the touchdown, big play. That's what he does best, I think, is red zone. They, it's not just him, it's everybody on the outside. Did he catch a touchdown? He did catch a touchdown. He did catch one. He probably should have had a couple. These outside receivers need to do a better job of kind of unclogging things for the offense because it just allowed the Broncos to continue to be in that man coverage and. And maybe get him out of that. Get him into zone. Do something to help unlock the running game. That's that's. They all need to win more on the outside. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Well, let's take our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. When we come back, we'll talk about the moves they might make for adding Demontre Moore back on the roster. So join us after this break. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. 
Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks, that's hashtag troop thanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Grady Ryder. You like the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Grady crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice-cold 20-ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboys tommy john's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee might sound like a bold statement but once you experience their mind-blowing underwear for yourself you'll understand why plus shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order tommy john dot com forward slash cowboys thank you robert we are back here in the swbc mortgage studio and of course we need to get into the moves and shakers of <laughs> movers and shakers of this week not really moving but we don't know yet but demontre moore is obviously eligible to return back to the cowboys after his two-game suspension they will need to make a roster move to put him back on to the 53 I'd, I'd like to ask you guys, we don't know anything for sure. I'm just prefacing all of this. The move that they might make, what are you thinking? I want to throw a name out there and you guys even see if this is something they would ever think. Obviously, DeMontre Moore coming back to the defense. Would they consider letting Justin Durant go? Hitchens getting a little healthier, getting back to the place. What do you guys think? He only had one play against the Broncos this past weekend. Is he your Band-Aid Mickey, though? I mean, it, I mean, you, Alfred Morris had one play too. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But but it, it I I don't know if she's. I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm kind of thinking about looking big picture on this. If you feel like you can get Hitchens back, maybe in a another week, maybe for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, I, again, standing up, turn around, seeing him on the field working with Britt Brown. He's Looks like up. he's moving around pretty well. He's coming up on about four weeks since the injury. Yeah. Four Getting weeks since yeah. in the preseason game against the Raiders. Colts. Mm-hmm. Colts. Colts. Yeah. So you're thinking about that's your that's kind of your backup Mike linebacker. I mean, Jalen Smith played how many plays in this game? 
he's he he's more active and more involved in this defense than anybody thought he would. Right. So that's something to consider. But I I'd be hesitant to let a Justin Durant go. I mean, now, you, now I will you, say yes. Which he has barely been on the field. Would you be hesitant because he plays all three positions, all three linebacker spots? Yeah, yeah and, and right now, I mean, this defense has five healthy linebackers. You know, if another oh, guy about, goes down, well, then what, you know, where are you at? What, what is J. Roan? Elliot? Elliot. Elliot. Linebacker? For you. Hey, see, that's the thing. They use him. They, he was active the first game, did not play, more as an emergency guy. But it was inactive this last week, you know. Obviously, when you trade for somebody like that, you feel like you have something that you want to do with him in the future. Maybe not right now. I don't know. I just kind of – to me, Durant, if in fact, that would make some sense if you knew that you were going to be able to get Hitchens back. You mentioned Morris, but – No, I was just okay. pointing okay. out okay. – Ben Wickery would have been my guy too if you wouldn't have had all these problems. Yeah, you can't do that now. Yeah, you can't do that right now. And so, do you need all these running backs? If you get the – Rob, you're our legal analyst here. <laughs> Where are we at, Rob? We yeah, going no, to New Orleans? Uh, no. Sawyer Phillips. Yeah, but no, but that's – but if you get if you get him able to play the whole entire season, do you need to carry all these running backs? Well, that's a fair point. And you might know that this week. Or you might have a very strong suggestion of it this week. If, but you won't know it till by tomorrow. Because you – The or, NFL's or asking actually, for yeah. a ruling today. Today. They yeah. may not get it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You don't know for sure. I mean, they can make a ruling at five o'clock. You got to make a move at three o'clock. Right? Well, he, you could, you, yeah. I mean, he's got to come off reserve suspended. Right. And I thought they had two days. Yes. They have until today. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good discussion. It, well, they, it, they've it, got to do well, a little And how banged up, and we talked about the concussion protocol stuff for going to be my next suggestion for uh for uh how bad is it yeah for carol for nolan carroll mm-hmm. you know put him on ir yeah i mean th- th- there's there's so many different situations there's a lot of different situations yes. but you know you're trying to think okay who you know who and, and, and the bigger thing is going to be okay who's going to be an active for the defensive ends yeah that's my question is because benson how many new, uh, huh benson it could yeah, be it, i mean benson may, i mean he's been starting but when you get this guy, I mean, they, they, I think they have a plan for what they want to do with DeMontre Moore. I think they want to get him in games. I think they want to get him going. I think they like what he was able to do working with those defensive tackles when they were running twist games and things like that. Gives him a little something off the edge. Maybe something a little bit better than Benson Maywa. Maybe something a little bit better than Taco. Maybe something a little bit better than Charles Tapper. You know, that's what you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, that, it's going to come down to, okay, he's on the active roster, but okay, now who sits? Yeah. And and we've seen they're not afraid to sit a guy. They sat they sat Benson Mayo last year for two games, three games. You have six wide receivers. Then what happens in two weeks when David Irving's ready to come? See, off? that's yeah. the thing. This type of move so early, and they're going to have to do it again in two more weeks with, uh, of course, David Irving. But this type of move, you're right, Mickey. The sustainability of this team. This is where you call in the Will McClays and everybody. Right. How can we have the best personnel? So I think you you bring up the great point, Mickey. Okay, so say you do let one of these defensive end go, you got to maintain because that's a hard position to refill midseason. Yeah, I, I I'm not I, sure they let a defense. No, I don't think I, I'm just about inactive, inactive. We're talking inactive, inactive guys is what I'm kind of focusing. Talking on. inactive, so yeah. practice, yeah. practice, yeah, practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. 
No, not but, a game. But uh, no, 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 you're no. inactive for the you got game. It. Yeah, for the you game. Just okay. joking, We're joking. Alan oh. Iverson. Deep breaths. Joke. Deep breaths here. We've we've been targeting targets, and it gets Mickey all fired up. No, I just want to make sure we're clear. We ain't talking about the game. There we're it is. About there it is. People, people, people don't people don't that, listen. Talk about people outside. People don't listen don't well see. enough, and if we mislead them, they will. So we we eliminated. You know, they've got secondary issues, so you wouldn't be letting somebody go there. They're. They're not heavy at linebacker, but that seems like the most logical spot. Unless you, I mean, Noah Brown's an extra receiver, but I don't see them letting him go. Yeah, if you've carried Noah Brown, I mean, if, if you were cautious cautious enough to keep him and then and then put him as one of your active guys, I mean, I, I don't see why you would put him out there. I mean, obviously, you made the commitment to keep him, you know, when you put him on the 53. Yeah. But you something with Kellen Moore. Again. Or Cooper Rush. Kellen Moore. I mean, I'm just, I, I, I'm just big. I'm just, yeah, I'm throwing just, a name. I'm throwing a name again of a of a guy who, if you needed a, if you needed a, a spot, would you do it? Thinking, okay, he's once again, he's a vested veteran. He's not exposed to the waivers. So, so second quarter, or was it the first quarter? Yeah, Sunday no, when Dak goes down like that, you were ready to go in there with Cooper Rush. I just, it was just a big picture. Thought. No, because Cooper Rush was inactive. Just clearing it up for everyone. Cooper <laughs> Rush was inactive this past week. Yeah. Let's not be concrete now. Yeah. Yeah. Concrete. Because if that happened next week on Monday, yeah, you're good with Cooper Rush running in. No, in the I just, quarter I'm just trying to think Cardinals. of. I'm just thinking of they've, they've done that one time before. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm, but now you need a, you need a guy to play. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. He can't be eligible for Sunday. So then you'd have to cut somebody else. We have some thoughts. We have some different things that are stirring around here. And, of course, if you guys stay tuned to Mickey's social media, DallasCowboys.com, <laughs> we will have it to you guys. But let's go to the fans. We have a caller on the line, Andrew in Florida. Hey, guys. Hey. I have a comment. I mean, something I just want to say real quick on why I think we lost. Uh, and then I have a question for Brian. Um, the two reasons I think we lost first is that Vance Joseph said this. Everybody in the NFL knows this. Our game plan is always very simple on offense and defense. And he even said that in his press conference before the game. He said, nothing they do is really going to confuse you. They just do it really, really well. And that game plan is going to work against 90% of the teams in the NFL. problem is when you go into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, you play against teams that have the personnel that can overcome that. And you have no backup to that. So the moment they shut your run game down, you're like, oh, I, well, now Dez is not open because the corner doesn't have to worry about the run game mm-hmm. and, and, and so on and so on. So I just don't think that there's any reason to panic simply because it's not every week that you're going to face a team like Denver that has a home field advantage where literally the other team can't breathe. There's a lot of noise and they have three top corners. That's not going to happen every week. So there's really not a reason to panic as far as that. The second reason they lost is they were all gassed. When you have a bunch of players – with really good characteristics like Witten, who's the most reliable tight end, I think, in the NFL, and then all of a sudden he's dropping balls. That tells you that something has put all these players out of their element, and I think that the altitude has a lot to do with that. The question I have for Brian and for you guys, if you want to chime in, I would really appreciate it as well, is why do we play off coverage on third down? Um, so many teams have seen that, and I don't know if it's just us or other NFL teams do that, but what we do is we just back off and then one of the receivers runs a slant and they're obviously trained to do it at the first down marker and boom, first down. And we just keep doing that over and over and over again. And I want to know what, why schematically that's more favorable than man coverage and and being close to the receiver. 
All right, thank you, Andrew. So, first, Vance Joseph game plan against the Cowboys obviously worked out there. We don't have to hash it out because we're not coaches, but he figured it out. I thought a good comment he had yesterday, he said, when you have the best corners in the league, pretty much do anything. Yeah, they, they do. That, that's one of those things where you, you have to deal with uh, – their defense did a great job of shutting you down, and, and they did. And that's when you don't have space and you have the ability to throw the football and you can't convert third downs. That's just the way the Broncos play. As far as the Cowboys on third downs and stuff like that, I think it's a schematic question that, that need to ask Ride Marinelli. And now we have the opportunity with uh, coordinators, you know, why, you know, or maybe off to the side, why do you tend to play off coverage more on third down? He tends to play, which is funny, he plays, he'll plays. he play zone on third down mm -hmm. on you too, but it depends on down and distance. If third and long, he'll play zone and then rally to the ball. But, yeah, I, I think that you know, when he might have got a little bit of compromise the other day with his cornerbacks, uh, you know, Brown I think is more incapable of playing up Without Skandrick in the game, I think that you know that hurts you a little bit right there. So maybe it's what he knows about his corners. Maybe he doesn't trust that Nolan Carroll can play up and, and defend passes that way. But it's a schematic question that's worth asking him. All right. Well, we had a Twitter question that I thought was interesting and obviously getting back to our talk about who the Cowboys might let go with the addition of DeMontre Moore. And somebody asked, shouldn't they let – uh, who we're talking about, J. Rohn Elliott, the linebacker, go because they could get their conditional pick back from Green Bay. Is it's, that true? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's that, that. That you know, we'll see. We'll see if they, in fact, because when you trade for a guy, you're thinking about you have a plan for him. Mm -hmm. So you know, to go through all that effort and say, well, okay, three weeks, we're we're done with this guy. So yeah, don't don't worry about the pick. You know, it's it's. I believe it's a 2019 one anyway, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, but. Don't don't worry about the picks. You know, with the way compensatories are and things like that, you, you lose picks, you'll get them back some other way. Just you know, think about the team and what you have to do right now. Yes, well, I have a little bit of a game for us here. Right, it's called buy or sell. There we go. Might be a little bit lighthearted, Mickey. So just bear with me. It's not all concrete here. But <laughs> buy or sell, Mickey, is Dak having a sophomore slump? Oh. What am I supposed to? Are you buying that? Yes. Oh, I buy that. Are you buying or, or selling? Telling you it's a dumb thing. That's you can so say then a dumb you're thing. Sell that. Sell that then. Oh, sell. You're selling. I'm selling. Yeah. So it's unfair for any fans to ever think that right now. I don't care what they think. I'm telling you what I think. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I think I think that to me there's a it's not a slump. I think there's I think what what has come with for him now is there's more pressure. There's more pressure that, you know, we've seen him last all last season and what he was able to do. And I think with that comes more pressure that, okay, I, I had fans ask me, does he change in the plays too much? No, he's trying to get you in the best play. You know, that's what his responsibility is. Get you in the best play and then execute the play. Are all the plays been very clean? No. I think he's played against two really, really good defenses, though. And I think that that's the thing that kind of makes you look a little off right now. But I wouldn't say I, I'm not buying the slump either. If you ask me, You're I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying I think there's things that he can do better, absolutely. But for the most part, I, I think that, that he's where he needs to be. I'm selling. He's he'll be fine. I think when you don't have a running game and you throw 50 times, it's it's a recipe for disaster. I went back and looked at the times Romo and Aikman threw 50 times in they a game. lost, didn't they? They I think the combined record was something like two and eight. Because it means yeah. either you're you're getting your butt kicked and you're in comeback mode, or you can't run the ball, or both. 
And any good quarterback needs help around him. He didn't have enough help in the game. And he wasn't perfect either. Um, but I think he did a nice job in week one. And I agree with Brian. That he might not face two better defenses the rest of the year than what he's facing the first two weeks. We'll stay with you, Rob. Okay, Demarcus Lawrence, is he going to continue on pace and end the season with 10-plus sacks? I th- I'm, I'm buying that. You're I buying do that. Because I think, he's, I think the biggest thing for him right now is just that he's healthy. I think that that's the thing that's held him back his entire career. When he had a healthy year two years ago, he had eight sacks, and he was on track to be a double-digit guy. I think the other thing that's helped him, too, is just um, he's lost some weight. He's playing at a little lighter weight. I think that's helped him, um, probably preventative to help with the back. I'm buying that. Yeah, I'll buy that, too. But I'll tell you why, because I think the guy next to him is playing pretty well. I mean, I know people are saying, hey, I didn't even notice Collins. No, if you sit down and watch the All-22 – You'll see what Malik Collins is. And on Game Pass. Absolutely. NFL Game Pass. So, yeah, I, I sit down and watch the All-22. You can see that guy playing next to him. I think him playing on that left side, too, has helped him. I, I think that, you know, right side, you, you, you know, hey, both teams have really, you know, quality offensive tackles. Clearly the left one's better than the right one. And I, I think that uh, that he has drawn a couple of guys that he's been able to handle pretty well. He's taken advantage of that. Not only has he played well against the pass, but he's done a nice job in the, with the run, retracing, you know, going up the field, retrace steps, get back inside. So, yeah, I, I, I'm buying that uh, that he is uh, that he's going to keep going. Buying. Buying. Okay, moving on. Brian. Yeah. Jeff Heath isn't yeah. ready for the starter role. Buying Ooh. or selling that? I'll tell you what, I am going to It's a hard one, but No, it, it is it's a the starter role, I think that boy, he had the missed tackle, you know, the other day. He had a he had a coverage that was really good in the middle of the field on the tight end. You know, I, I think that to me it, when I start seeing him miss tackles, that's a little worrisome for me. I worry about him more though, too, because he had two special teams tackles as well. And and, and when I went back and looked. So, you know, He's playing a lot of snaps, getting wore down, and I, I hope it doesn't affect him. I, I want to see them start to play. I would buy a rotation, and maybe it's maybe it's going to be soon that we see uh, Xavier Woods get more of an opportunity. Kayvon Frazier had to play a bunch yesterday. I just want to see them give Jeff Heath some breaks, because I think you're playing the whole game. I would sell if he has to go on this com- this continued pace. But you're going to buy a rotation. But, but I'll buy a rotation. It's a terrible answer because it sounds like I'm no. riding the fence. But I, I, I'm going to buy. I'm going to. I'm going to buy the rotation. But if it, if it keeps to where he has to play all the games, all the special teams, all the defensive snaps, I think at the end it's only going to hurt him. Didn't he? But the first series, didn't he misread on the touchdown pass? It was at, he no, came up, but he came up, but is actually a Wuzier's guy. Yeah, I know, but there was no reason to come up. He was playing the run. He he they they faked the play action is what they did. They faked play action in, inside. He stepped up. I think half the team stepped up to be honest with you. But yeah, the ball went. Awuzie can't let that guy get inside. Yeah, I agree. But he, he certainly didn't have any help. Go ahead and sell it then, Mick. Selling it. The other thing was is the only person that read that play right was Sean Lee. He couldn't get back fast enough. Yeah. Jalen Smith stepped up. That's what I'm saying. I think the whole team stepped up on the play. The way that the Broncos were running the football or moving the ball at that point, I, I can understand why. I mean, I know it's the first drive, but there was there was some success there running the ball. You can sell it. I'm, I'm hey, I don't have a problem with what you're saying. I, it's too soon. It's I'm two games. I'm with Brian on that. It is two games. I mean, they gave up three points in Week One, and the safeties were a part of that. So I, it was a bad tackling performance for everybody on Sunday, and. 
I'm with Brian. I mean, they, they did that last year. Wilcox got 20 snaps a game as part of that safety rotation. I'd like to see Kayvon or maybe Xavier Woods at some point yeah. step up and earn that, and that might al- alleviate a lot of this. Yeah. If you can get Woods out of the slot now. Yeah. Yeah, Woods I, I, out of the slot. I like Woods playing in there. We have to go to break now. We will be back here in the SWBC Mortgage for our final segment. And Rob has answers from his poll the other day that he will bring to you right after this break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, you know all about Papa John's Pizza. Those ingredients, boy, are they great. Fresh, whole, never frozen with the veggies and the pepperoni. 100% pork and beef. And when you have ingredients like that, you have better pizza, and it's Papa John's. Woo! Papa John's Pizza. Now let's get to the Papa John's poll. We're just going to sponsor it. Yeah. Them. What, guys and fans out there, is your primary concern? After the loss to Denver, by the way, their largest margin of defeat since 2013. I've got four options for you. Red zone offense, where the Cowboys are two of seven, I believe, in the mm. first two games. Run defense slash tackling. The running game offensively or the secondary, both their play, their health, etc. Wow. Mick, you got a write in? Did I miss something? Probably could go no, on. That's there's probably, probably there's probably more than that. That's kind of the whole team, isn't it? It's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. What, what is their record? One and one. Okay. I'd I'm going to say. say secondary. Uh, okay, so uh, the, you've already we've already done this, right? The poll, the, the fan, the, the results, the fans are, are fans. the results. Are I think in. the fans are probably going to say the red zone offense. Ooh. Okay. I think they'll say secondary. secondary. I'm going to say secondary. Tay and Mick, you are correct. Forty-six mm. percent secondary. Red zone got seven percent. Oh, Brian. Next, next closest answer was the run defense, thirty-five percent. You know what's really interesting with these polls? I think obviously you hear to see what they say in the final vote, but if you go and you click on them, you can see some of the replies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were upset with Byron Jones. Yeah, I saw yeah. a few tweets about Byron Jones. And one of my questions to you guys is: Do you think that this team needs more from Byron Jones? Obviously. Only two games, but 
He's the leader of this team now. I'll tell you what, and, and it's 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 a funny dynamic right now because really didn't do much. Really rel- relatively quiet game against the Giants. You know, nothing major. I mean, the secondary did a nice job overall. And in this other game, he was looking a little exposed a little bit on some stuff. He was really good in training camp. You know, he was one of those guys when we were ranking the players, Rob and Nikki and Tay. I believe we were, I believe we had Byron Jones as one of those top five guys that we felt like we're going to be like a real difference maker. Worked really hard in the offseason on his ball skills and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, the opportunities he has hasn't made many of the tackles that he's had to make. I, you know, I think that. Uh, that's a that's a little troubling right now for a guy that looks so good this summer. You know, I think one of the things people were upset about that I saw and got got into a guy with it on Twitter was we talked about Zeke not going for a tackle. There was a play where where got, he we got, got cracked. He got tied up with yeah. Demarius Thomas, yeah. and it looked like some people thought he made like a business decision. Didn't, no, I don't didn't, think so. He got held. He yeah. got held in that position and wasn't able to get off of the block. Um, the biggest but mistake, yeah. The biggest the mistake he made was, struggled. yeah, it was on the it was on the goal line. You know, when they they pivot route with the with the tight end, and that's his guy. You know, he he and uh, and Lewis have got the two outside guys, and Lewis has the furthest guy, and then the, the tight end pivoted on him, and you know Byron went down inside, and you know that that's a play that a veteran safety you gotta you gotta believe in your heart. I'm covering a tight end backside, their primary tight end backside. You know, you're going to get some type of play off that, you know. Yeah, so he, he bit on the run. Bit on the run. Yeah, that's that, and that's the thing. And he, and you know, you but a veteran, a veteran safety knows. Okay, th- this is this has got a little fishiness to him. I mean, they're not they're putting their best tight end backside. Yeah. So yep. got to be aware. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. We have Rob in Vegas. Rob, what are you doing? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey there. Hey, Rob. Talking about hey. You know, talking about Byron Jones, I totally agree. I think physically he's a be- he's better built to play corner than he is at safety. So, you know, we're talking about Nolan Carroll, who he's okay. He's he's a guy. And now with the concussion, I think this team should look at maybe moving Byron Jones to corner and moving Xavier Woods to safety. I think you get more athletic. And I think if, if you're going to keep Byron Jones on this team, I think that's where his future is. He hasn't lived up to expectations playing safety. What are your expectations of him, if I may ask? Well, coming out of uh, college, he was a combine superstar. So, you know, he did the vertical jump, and, you know, everybody said we're going to put him at safety. But, but it's like the Cowboys forced him at safety. I don't think he, he, he played safety. He, he, played, safety he played safety in Connecticut. He played safety in Connecticut his don't first get two confused. seasons. Yeah, he played safety. Okay, but he's he's not a great tackler. To me, a safety has to come up like a Landon Collins uh, and fill the run. He doesn't okay. make. He's not around the ball. Jeff Heath has more interceptions than he does. I mean, Jeff so if you're not also, around the ball, but and, I, I, you're, and I, you're not coming up to make plays. I don't remember. I may be. Remember one pass deflection last year. I can't remember when. He had 10 of them. Wow, that was a a pretty good play. He had 10 of them last season. I just think physically he's he's better for a cornerback, especially now with wide receivers being so big. I think you can match him up on the outside. And I I think he would use his, his physical abilities of running and jumping better than him playing at safety. And in the Denver game, I know the play you guys are talking about, uh, where the running back, I'm not saying he got out of the way. I'm not saying he yeah. pulled a, 
a Mo Claiborne. He didn't. But he's well, good. Not the Don't most say it. Physical hitter on the Cowboys. Well, so thank- why wouldn't you entertain moving him to corner when first of all you have a need, okay. and number two, you you know he could play corner. He's you played him there. But they his, drafted his all those corners. Year. They drafted right. all well, those thank, corners. Thank you, Rob, for your call. I appreciate. He's trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out, and he's trying to figure out the secondary. Obviously, the fans are most concerned about the secondary. Yeah, and, and, you know, and they let's not forget, Byron Jones played some corner as a rookie. He did. I, I think yeah. they decided the fit was better at safety as opposed to a corner where you're up against some faster, quicker guys. I think that's that was the decision they made. I so. think if you go back and watch him play last year in their 13-win season, mm-hmm. you know, Byron Jones had you know 10 pass defenses. He's covering – He's right. covering tight ends. Right. He's covering slots. He's covering, you know, every. I, I think that 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 part of his game is invited. Let me tell you this, though. You talk about landing Collins and tackling all that. Yeah, that that's fine. That's great. You know, but in this day and age, a banger safety. I mean, the the way the rules are. It takes a banger safety out of the game, and I mean the, the way a they true, call like box yeah, safety yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. way they the way they say, oh, he's 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 a big hitter and all. Yeah, the way the rule you get you get all these penalties now for going after guys in the middle of the field. So why not play with somebody that can cover, can play with range, can get? The, I think that's what they're trying to do here with Byron Jones. You know, I does he did he take a bad angle the other day? Yeah, he did. Did he get cracked? Did he get held? Yeah, he did. But I, just to say, oh, well, go ahead and you know, throw away everything you've done with him so far just to play him at corner. You drafted corners that are corners. Play the young corners. That's what you need to do first. Nikki, you were shaking your head. You're well, I, I, was, I, was, I was looking to see how many tackles Landon Collins made in the game. The, the game the other day? The first Week game? One. This game. Oh, this game. And I can't find his name on the defensive chart. You think they just forgot about it? Landon, oh, Landon Collins. Oh. Never mind. Brain. Freeze. Who are you thinking of? Brain freeze. I was looking for their safeties. Oh, oh, said no. Landon no, no. Collins. Giants. No, no, no. I was looking Giants. on this. No, no, the the, the 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 Denver safeties are bad. I I mean, we talked about that. I I think if you want to if you want to go on Broncos.com, I'll tell you. I think their safeties. I went on I went on Denver radio and told them you know, their safeties were bad. Denver. And they, and they, Denver. and actually Ray Crockett agreed with me. He's like, yeah, you're right. They, they are not very good. So, but yeah, I, I think that to me, I'm not throwing away what they built with Byron Jones right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I saw some good things in training camp. I, I think that you were, were, you know, we're two games in. Games in. Let's see where we're at there. The rotation, something can maybe help. But I, I just feel like, though, that I'm going to, I've drafted corners to play corner. Go do that. Hey, well, Mickey brought it up. Let's talk a little bit of NFC East as we get ready to wrap up today's show. NFC East kind of looking a little bit unsure. Everyone's pretty much square, except if you're the Giants here. Looking up. They've started 0-2 now. Uh, The Eagles got the win over the Redskins week one, and then the Cowboys, of course, got the win over the Giants. Yeah. (sighs) Is this going to be another year of uncertainty in the NFC East? Come down to those December games, as always, right? Exactly. Very, very well could. I don't know if anybody's having fun in this league all around. That's I true. think the only division that has more than two 2-0 two teams is the West. Oh, it's the AFC West it's, that the yeah. Cowboys, that the Cowboys, have Cowboys to play. get to play the entire <laughs> AFC West. Yeah, we, Chiefs we, are having fun. Yeah, we saw that, though, with the Eagles. You I mean, think football is still fun? Yeah. Yes. Still fun. 
But yeah, I, you know, the Eagles, I thought, hey, great effort going to, to Kansas City, you know, and putting that fight on there. That's never an easy thing to do. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, everybody's got to play the schedule. It depends on where you play, home, way. I know the Giants have got to go to, uh, to Denver. They can count that as an L right there, you know. <laughs> But so I mean, there's these quarterback players. can't get the snap off. Uh, you, you, oh, and three. Yeah, you think that they're gonna? Do you think they're they're gonna block Von Miller? He might have 17 sacks in that. He might break the record in the first game. You or, guys see last night when that, Ziggy Gonzo barely came yeah. after Eli, and he just, I guess goes down. But 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 I'm saying everybody's got their issues. Yeah. You know the Redskins. Yes. I watched the Redskins. They got issues. That you know the Eagles. Everybody's got their issues that they're having to deal with right now. And it's gonna be the one. Hey, what's the one team, Rob? We always talk about make. What's the one thing? Can Dallas get the running game going? The running game will always travel. You know, I, I, I think that they will get the things going. I'm confident that they, they've run into a couple teams that match up. They're really the good. Best. That are really good. At, I yeah. don't know if there's another team that really does that left yeah. schedule. So that they're, they're not shipping that blueprint out to the rest of the league. If Where you, is that blueprint? If I you, need if a you, copy. If of you've it. got guys like, if you've got guys that can cover like the Giants and Denver have, then go ahead and run the blueprint. We do love the Xerox blueprint on Fridays. Oh, the Xerox blueprint. Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal piece of content we have on our site. But you're talking about the AFC West, Mickey, and you're right. They are pretty dominant. They're probably yeah. the best in the league right now. Actually, they are. Wait you see Oakland get going. I think too. there's only two other divisions that have two and O, two, two and O teams. Everybody the else. South, NFC, you get Atlanta. NFC South, yeah, Tampa Bay is two and O. Yeah, right? we got, you got Atlanta, you got Atlanta, uh, Carolina, and Tampa all are. Carolina's, no, but Tampa didn't no. play. Tampa, Tampa's one and zero. Tampa's one and zero. That's right. Yeah. The week, week and then, high. And they would have beaten the Dolphins if they would have done that. Brian, the projector. And then there's one other. I'm Tony <laughs> Romo. I'm the Tony Romo of. I'm just projecting things. What'd you say? Did you hear what Jerry said today? About getting beat, no, we said. getting beat that bad. He goes, yeah, and we don't have Tony Romo to kick around for that one. Yeah, man, <laughs> he, he brings you some good jokes now. Sure he does. That's yep. pretty good. Now you know it is funny. It is a long season. We, we're getting ahead of ourselves, even talking about the NFC East. Yep. But thinking about where the NFL as a whole was at in week two of last year. You know, it's just crazy to see everyone was questioning: Is Aaron Rodgers even good anymore? Is this team good? <laughs> They go on to beat the Cowboys, of course, in the playoffs. So a lot can happen. A lot of games left to be played. Yeah, I, I don't even think the Atlanta Falcons were on their hot streak this time last no, year. No, you haven't got after Matt Ryan yet. I hadn't I hadn't mm-hmm. called him out. As, call, yeah, you hadn't <laughs> gone after Matt Ryan yet. Saying you, he wasn't that good. What did you think about what Jerry had to say about the Roger Goodell thing? Um, not much. I mean, he, he, he was PC about it. He, he doesn't kind have a – skirted around it. Yeah, he doesn't have a personal beef with him. Obviously, they can disagree on things. I thought the key thing is he used the word negotiation. See, everybody's assuming that they're trying to cut Roger Goodell's pay. Right. Well, if he's looking for a new contract, you think he said, yeah, just give me the same contract? Mm -hmm. No, he wants more money, right? And maybe they're saying, well, you're not going to get that much more. You know, you're going to get this. Because that's the owner's money, by the way. Yeah, let's get in a little bit of trouble here. Do you think Roger Goodell is worth $40 million a year? I mean, that's probably what he's asking I'm for. Just, Who is? I'm, I'm just, Who is? I'm typing well, in the poll for I'm tomorrow. Sure, I'm sure. Do it. Yes. I'm sure oh. there's, I'm sure, you know, these CEOs. Dare you. The CEOs, the way they make, you know, the way they're, they're compensated. $40 million. Think about that. Yeah. It's a I lot mean, of money, it, Brian. It, yeah, it is a lot of money. That's that's Especially after you've made $200 million in, How much is that per team? $1.2 million or so per team? Extra? Or yeah. whatever per yeah. team? It's over a million. Roger Goodell? Mm. One person. Yeah. 
But I think the I thought he was good how he answered it. He said this is a negotiation. It's not like I'm mad at him. He goes, yeah. I've been mad at him before. Yeah. You're talking about he the, took ten million dollars out of my salary. Absolutely cap, did. Right? Yeah. He was mad at him. He was mad at Tagliaboo, right? Yeah. But he backed Goodell. He just doesn't know. I think what he was trying to say is I just don't know he's worth that much more. There's no question he's saying that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I to me, I, I look at I look at the, the, I look at what how how this league has or how the, it's the owners the owners are the ones that are on most of the committees the television committee the the competition committee Stevens on that one yeah I mean these guys are on committees that the, the, the collective bargaining all the negotiating it's owners mm-hmm. these are smart businessmen they 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 you know and some women excuse me there's a couple of women that, that are right. owners but yeah but to me the, these are smart people and commissioner. You know, he has his power and all this like that. It, you know, if I'm looking at the owners, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I negotiated this. I negotiated this. I negotiated that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, if you need somebody $40 million worth to be that front of the building and stand up at the Super Bowl next to the trophy and tell everybody the state of the league, I don't think you need a $40 million man to do that. I'd do it yeah. for one. You would? Yes. I think one they'd million. like to hear one million dollars. Oh, I thought you said do it for one dollar. I'm about to say Mickey you're one a liar. One million dollars. One million they, I could save them thirty nine million. Commissioner Spagnola. So I don't blame the owners for stepping up and saying, Whoa, wait a minute. The, you know, these guys, most of them have businesses. Mm-hmm. Most of them have guys that run businesses for them. They made their money I, some way. I guarantee yeah. you they're not paying some guy $40 million to run their business. See, and, and what happens is either right. it's You're one right. owner or somebody in the NFL that didn't like Jerry interfering because he wasn't technically exactly. on that committee. Exactly. And so they basically told ESPN, hey, here's what's holding everything. Yeah. Up. I, I, did you guys I'm, hear I'm, my, my distrust of, of, yeah. of what's going on with a lot of this stuff about what gets leaked, how it gets leaked? Huh. I. A little office in New York? Yeah. Where the rent's real high and they know the train schedule yeah. to Connecticut? Yeah. 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 That's what I know. Well, and I think. I'm, I didn't call any names or anything. I'm oh, just no, saying. Oh, no. Don't worry about it. Stuff's yeah. leaking out left and right. Yeah. Yeah. More so than the stuff that leaked in. Do you see the story on, on Jimmy Johnson's house? No, I, no, I did not. It's but sad. David Hyde of the Sun Sentinel in yeah. Fort Worth went out there and interviewed him. Yeah. Boy. Well, everything got damaged in the keys. Everything. Just keys. about. I mean, it was to the point. Beautiful he, place. He was writing that he and Rhonda at times during the interview were crying. They were wiping away tears. Sure. This is what they built for 20 years, and it, it's basically destroyed. The house is still standing with about two feet of sand inside of it. It was, uh, yeah, it's it's a good read if you can find the David Hyde story uh, on Jimmy's compound. Uh, And, and, you know, and he says, hey, I ain't looking for sympathy. He said, there's a lot of other people here that are worse off. He goes, I can rebuild this. Some other people can't Can't, build all this stuff in the keys that they had. Absolutely, and we will rebuild the Cowboys fan base tomorrow and we get going <laughs> right. to talk how they are going to get a win on Monday Night Football. Desert. So join us tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll be back. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?